crunch. Chew that chip. <laughs> this episode of Push Path Comfort has been brought to you by Pita Chips. ASMR. Ew. Mm-hmm. Are you corny? Mm-hmm. All right, here we are. Last episode. No, I'm just kidding. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> She Your made face, it official. It could that be the last funny. episode because honestly, we only have um two mantras left. Oh my god! So well, it could be second to last. Yeah, it makes me sad. Look at this. The last. I'm mad. I tried to make myself a cocktail. It's a weave of honey, and my honey didn't. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. That's exactly what it looked like. I didn't hear you at first. <laughs> I know. It it when it registered, you started laughing. I was like, I thought it was pretty funny. Okay. My honey won't dissolve, so now I'm just drinking olive juice and tequila. Oh, okay, here we go. Spin it. Spin that wheel. While this is spinning, I'd like to explain something here. Wait, what did it say? Where did you... Spin again. Cool. Oh, my God. Spin it, Denny. I know which one I want us to do. Well, all the other ones are in there still. It's the fucking same one. Well, why do we have all the old mantras in there? What is this fucking black? You wanted that one? Yeah. Dude, that one is everything. It's oh my so God. Good. I feel like I've said that for every <laughs> single one. That's um, everything. Hi, guys. This is Push Bass Comfort. Oh, yeah. With Angelica and Angela. Dude, I'll never remember I always, my own name. I always I remember say. the intro and the, the outro, but it's still not like a comfortable automatic thing, you know? Yeah. Like I listen to a lot of other podcasts and it's just like so natural, their intro. Yeah. You know, it's always like very, in the very beginning. <laughs> not yeah. us. Okay. Um, well, can I say something? Of course. This episode, we have headphones. <laughs> yes. So it might sound a little different. Than the other podcasts. We're trying. Because we have upgraded. Because let's just be real, okay? Pushing past the comfort of pretending like we know what we're doing. Yeah. We were talking straight into the laptop mic. <laughs> the like, I would have to lean close to the laptop and just stay in that position. And then, like, it's not natural to do that no. for an hour, almost an hour and 30 straight. It was horrible. And then we realized that the sound was really sharp. Like, yeah. Listening to the podcast in the car. And let's be honest, it might be sharp still, but yeah. the fact that I don't have to sit right next to you because I have a headset on, right? strike a pose, vogue it out. What was the other one? It's pretty bitch. That's, yeah, that's what we feel like. <laughs> we I feel both like look like... Perform. <laughs> um, the mantra for today is a quote that... Oh, yeah. Yeah. This quote is like tattooed on my body. This my is God. like... Wait, where? The best quote that ever. One. Where is it? Um... The hierarchy of needs? Wait, Life what? Is- <gasps> Can you write that down? We need to do a whole episode on the hierarchy of needs. Man, yeah. Right? Oh, you're yeah. not going to write it down? No. Of all times. It's written right here on my wrist. That's true. Okay. okay. All right. So the mantra slash quote is, life is 10% what happens to you and 90% how you react to it. Dude, that's... I like that. Wait, let's, that's it. That's the end of the episode. All right. This has been Push Kabaz Comfort. It's been great. This is actually the last episode ever. <laughs> Seriously. Like, how that's do you even... so good. I just want to like drop the mic with it. I know. Like it's like so um, self-explanatory. Like you know what I mean. Like you yeah. don't need a story to put it in context. But well, I guess. Okay. Do you know the term meta? Like it's like there's actually two different kinds of meta. There's like, and I feel like that's like it's a trending word right now. Like oh that oh that's so meta. Like it's like I have never heard anyone say it by itself like that. Well, it's white people, honestly. Oh, shit. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Okay, the the best reference I can give you is like the show Parks and Rec, like mm-hmm. a um a startup company mm-hmm. moved into their like podunk town, you know? And um and they are they're like sat- satirizing the way that people are in startups, like everyone's on bikes in the headquarters and like, hey, we're all just loving each other here and like that kind of stuff and they're just like totally ragging on people that are like that. Uh-huh. But then one of the guys is like Oh, you're using that? That's so meta. And it's just like, those are the kind of people that use it. Like, okay. Very, but anyway, it's like, 
It is, I don't know how to describe it. Like it's, well, actually, let me look up a definition of it because I feel like I'll mutilate it. De- okay. Definition of meta. Um, I have a point. Can you just give me a second? No. no, no. <laughs> um, it is referring to itself or to the conventions of its genre. Self-referential. Okay? I feel like what? The, you saying that de- that definition out loud, it makes me think of how many times you're like, what did you just say? <laughs> it makes like... The riddle? Yeah. Okay. It's like um, the 90-10... Mm-hmm. you can take it... Okay, the 90-10 is something that we said to you, right? Right. That's 10% of it. Mm-hmm. 90% of it is how you take that and apply it to your life. Right. So the 90-10 rule is meta mm-hmm. based on how you react to hearing the 90-10 rule. Does that make sense? That's what I was trying to get at. It does make sense. Oh when God, you said care. meta, I thought of meta emotions. What is, is that? It's like feelings about feelings. No, that, okay, that's, that's it. That's why I was that's like, it. okay, when well, yeah. you put in that context. It's like something of itself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. So, like, I feel like this episode is very meta for the 90-10 rule. Mm-hmm. You know? Because mm-hmm. we're like, listen, 90%, 10% of life is what happens to you. 90% is how you react to it. And people can either react and go, that's so true. I'm going to change my life because of that. Or they can listen to it and go, no, no, no it's not. Or they just go, eh, that's cool, and just don't do anything. But the 10% is us telling you it. The 90% is how you take it. You know? Okay. All right. I did I it. it. I, I freaking it. did it. I see Hopefully, it. I taught you something. <laughs> Not you, but our one other listener. <laughs> James. <laughs> James. <laughs> we love you, James. Oh, we do love you, James. Ugh. He actually put us in check. He's like, oh, where's your next episode? Oh. Sunday pass, little girl. Oh, my God. Yeah. What happened? Which was my fault because it was finals week for... That's right. Yeah. And oh, somebody had to graduate. Yeah, right? Somebody come get her. No. I never want to say that again. Help me. Uh, ninety ten makes me think of when my mom got diagnosed. Oh my God. Angelica, I have packed that up in my brain. <laughs> okay. I do not think about that. That is crazy. Yes. I'm not sure why that first came to mind right now because I didn't know we were going to do that one. But I was trying to think, like, what story? And then I was like, mm. That is weird that that's the one that came to your mind. Because I didn't know anything about it. Yeah. And she told me when I was in the 99 cent store shopping for something else. <laughs> Are you sense. sure it wasn't the 90% store? Okay. Okay, I'm so sorry. All right. I'll, I'll see myself out. <laughs> I'm, I'm a head up. <laughs> she, she, she pulled a me, I think. Because, you know, sometimes oh I God. say things to you, like, so nonchalant, and you're like, Angelica, what the fuck did you just say? Yeah. And I'm like, what? I, I was shopping with a coworker for something for work. And she called me and she's like, oh, I just wanted to let you know um, I got diagnosed with breast cancer. Okay, well, I got to go tell your brothers now. <laughs> what is wrong with her? And then I got off the phone and my coworker's like, are you okay? I was like, I think my mom just told me she got diagnosed with cancer. And she's like, oh, girl, are you okay? And like, I just... And then you reacted exactly how your mom just reacted. <laughs> well, no, I was like, yeah, but she didn't say anything else, and then she hung up on me, so... She just hung up on you. Yeah, she said she hadn't told my brothers. Anyways, the reason why I was saying that is because, like, obviously it's a really scary thing and heavy thing, and I didn't know shit about it. Yeah. So that's when I, like, fully educated myself on triple negative breast cancer. Which is a really, like, risque one, right? Yeah, that one's, like, the most aggressive. Yeah. But learning about it made it a lot better. That was part of my 90, part of my reaction. Yes. Well, yeah, because I feel like, okay, this is stupid to say, but like knowledge is power. Mm-hmm. Anytime anything, like even with the whole coronavirus thing, you know, mm-hmm. my defense mechanism at hysteria, against hysteria, right. is knowledge. Sticking to the facts. Oh, what? <laughs> Plug. Full circle. Episode. Oh, this is another Blue's Clues moment where they're like, no, it's five. It is, I think it's like, four. Yeah, it's four. Um, but yeah, that's my one story that I could think about. Yeah, and then like sticking to the facts and educating yourself on it just helps lower the anxiety. It really does. Because I was like, she's going to die tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> yep. This is the end. Like, I remember when my, my dad had his open heart surgery, mm-hmm. which maybe this isn't a good one, but I watched an open heart surgery on YouTube. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it helped. But at least it made me realize it was very systematic mm-hmm. and routine, you mm-hmm. know? But yeah, knowledge is, 
Yeah, that's crazy that that's the thing that you thought about, though. It is a little... I don't know why. Because there's plenty of things that has, ha- has happened in your life mm-hmm. that you've had to use the 90-10 rule. Mm-hmm. For that one to be it, it was a lot. We haven't talked about I, that in forever. I remember one time I was in my last year playing for volleyball. Like, it would be my last time ever being on a volleyball team at, G- at Cerritos College. And the summer leading up into that season, we had like, we went to Hawaii as a team and like, I was like sisters with all the girls and we're like, this second season is going to be everything. And I was captain and we just got really close, really connected. And two days before season was going to start, they said that something didn't clear with my grades from the semester before and I wasn't eligible. What? And I was like what and I remember like talking to my coaches and like kind of like my coach was crying when she told me my coach Teresa she's uh, she was like holding back tears and I was like what the fuck is going on like I was so scared and then she told me and then like I started tearing up and then she's like don't tell the team yet like let's just see if we could figure this out and then I remember not being able to practice like the rest of that week they're like you can't even practice this week and like saying like I didn't hey, feel that's a well dramatic or something, because I wasn't even supposed to be practicing, I guess. But anyways, long story. No, oh, there's two dogs in here. Someone two just dogs farted. Two dogs, one fart. <laughs> That's where we're at right anyways, now. Anyways, my reaction wasn't to get like livid at my coaches or whatever. My reaction was like, let me see what I could do. And so I like yeah. went to the counselor, went to the teacher, asked, freaking begged for an opportunity. To, I don't know what happened. And anyways, I did this. Big ass assignment and submitted it, and then he cleared me. Whoa! And then yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's that's like pro action versus reaction, right? Yeah, that's true. Like you were proactive. You but like, I just your ten percent was these are the facts. This is right. What's going on? I didn't dwell on the ten. Yeah, you know, because I could have sat there and been like, "What the fuck? Serious college is fucked up. The teachers, right. you know, and just like I just see that a lot where people just like kind of center their reaction around things they can't control, and it's like, yo. Dude, that's like the name of the game, though, is like understanding what you can and cannot control. I think it's fucking key to life. So hard, too. It's really hard. You know what's weird, though, is that like, I mean, besides death, death for me is those one of those things that like I can't control mm-hmm. and I will lose my mind if somebody dies around me. You know, like if you mm-hmm. died, I wouldn't be like, can't control it. Why dwell on it? Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like I wouldn't. But a lot of things, though, like there's a lot of things I feel like in my life that I just inherently go into all right, cool. What are the facts? The facts are I cannot control A, B, or C of the situation, but I can try to control D, E, and F. So I'm going to focus on D, E, and F and do everything I can to try Mm -hmm. to fix it, you know? And I think that I was thinking about like the 90-10 and like what it applies to a lot for like our listeners, you know? I think for me, the 90-10 is, the 10% is like your past Mm -hmm. for a lot of, for a lot of things, you know? And I feel like the 10% is something that's already happened. You can't control. It's already done. Mm -hmm. And I mean, it could be present things too, but how you react to it, how you perceive it is going to shape your entire reality. Yeah. Because you could easily be like, my mom, what are you doing? I had a cough and this is like all up in my mouth. (laughs) I know. It is kind of like, I feel sorry for anybody listening because I'm not sure if it's a lot of like, right. Oh yeah, poopy. Today we're going to talk about poop, proactive poop. And everyone's like, fuck, stop, stop doing that. I know, we're about to listen to this and be like, uh, this is a wasted <laughs> ass hour. Um, what's one area or one thing that is really easy for you to like let go of control and like be mm. aware of like what you can and can't and then another area or genre that's really difficult or challenging for you? Well, I think that things to do with like my actual body, mm-hmm. like illness, pain, stuff like that it like makes me claustrophobic that I can't control it. So that, I lose it. So that's the challenging one? That's the challenging okay, one. Okay, gotcha. Uh-huh. So like, and I'm, the thankfully, the universe has blessed me with a very high tolerance for pain. Mm-hmm. So like, I've broken my arm before and gone a couple days before I went in to get x-rays, you know, because mm-hmm. I was like, I don't feel like it. But my arm's like clearly broken, you know? So I have a high threshold for pain, but the like, if I do get myself in a situation where I injure myself, I'm so like, I get really claustrophobic that I'm like, fuck, 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 damn it! Now I have to be like this for a couple weeks or like whatever it is, you know, like however long it is. So I feel like a large illness, if I were to have to like go through chemo where like my bones are hurting and stuff, Mm -hmm. you know, like my friend's actually going through it now and she was telling me about it, and I was like, 
I don't know. He's a beast. I can't get out of my own skin. Mm-hmm. No, thank you. You know, yeah. but things other than that, though, honestly, I mean, it's like I'm always worried about my loved ones dying. Always. Um, what's a what's a uh, area that you're re- it's like you're really good at? That's the thing is I feel like outside of that. Oh, everything else other than yeah. That. Like, outside of death, because for me, it's like death is the ultimate. Do you still smell it? Maybe it's me. I don't know. It's it's Sage, and you know it. It is him. Oh, Sage, I'm kidding. Um, but outside of death, I feel like I can fix anything. Mm. As long as you don't die, you still got a chance. You know mm. what I mean? Like, that's how I feel about it. Like, I, I don't know. I don't know if it's from, like... I remember when we were, when me and Tara actually traveled to Europe and we ran out of money and we had to sleep on the streets in Barcelona and like we decided to like get it, uh, we stole a sheet out of a, out of a hostel and a butter knife because we got kicked out of the hostel. That's a whole other story. But we had to go sleep in the, we knew where there was this group of bums and we were like, okay, the logic is we'll sleep in the middle of the bums mm-hmm. with a sheet over our head. So nobody knew we were little 19 year old girls. Yeah. They thought we were bums. Lenin, you know? and yeah. And we were so scared and it was so freaky, uh, but we, we made it through. And I think that there's this, yeah. This is making me just think of 9010 in traveling context. Yeah. Well, because you just have to deal with what you have. Yeah. Like me and Tara were living off of like apples and peanut butter. We were like scheming how we were going to steal food from liquor stores because mm-hmm. we ran out of money and didn't want to ask our parents for more money because we felt bad. And so it was, and then, I mean, we were traveling we were 19 and 20 at the time, so that was 12 years ago. Mm-hmm. Cell phones are not what they were. We didn't have cell phones. We had pay phones. You know, like we had to find a pay phone, call our parents, tell them we were out of money. They had to wire it somehow. There wasn't like Venmo and shit, you know? So anyway, so living through all that and like traveling and just having to go with the flow. And then there's this song by this band called This This Bike is a Pipe Bomb. That's the name of the band. But there's... There was a song that I listened to a lot in Europe when I when I was there, and it said, as long as I'm still alive, as long as I'm still breathing, I don't really mind where I'm going. Mm-hmm. And I would listen to it all the time, and, be, and that, like, it stuck in my head where I'm like, dude, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Even if, like, I lost everything, you know, ended up on the streets, like, I could, like, find a job at McDonald's and, like, try to work my way up from the bottom again, you know? Like, that's, like, lowest case scenario, like doesn't really matter what happens to you as long as you don't die and so for me death is the only thing that's challenging for me because that's the ultimate failure because <laughs> you died mm-hmm. game over you know that's your one challenging and then everything else is the not, yeah not challenging everything else is like i'm like fuck okay i'll figure this out i'll figure it out it's fine i'll figure it out the amount of times i say that in in a day is crazy i'll figure it out okay it's fine i'll figure it out okay i'll figure it out i'll figure it out self-talk Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, Angelica Seavers. Okay, I have t- started talking to myself so much within the past couple of weeks, and I can't even tell you how much it has straightened out the disorganization in my brain. Because I go, okay, Angela, what's the next thing you're doing? What's the next? Okay, well, if you do that first, why would you do this? Okay, and then now I've noticed when I go to the grocery store because I have a mask on, I can talk to myself the whole time. <laughs> Yes. I've talked, and now I'm. You don't wait for the confessional in your car? Now I'm. (laughs) No. Now I'm getting audible, though, and not giving a fuck. See? Like, I'm like, okay, do I get this almond milk? Well, this almond milk. There'll be like an old man behind me doing the same thing. Yeah. I'm like, oh, you you learned. That's what you you do. It's nice. I talked to myself today during my workout out loud in the mirror. What did you say? What did you say? Talking about my whole pitch. I just did it. And then I was asking myself questions as if they were asking me questions. And then I was, yeah, just talk. I, I mean, it's not a surprise. I literally oh talk God. to myself every... I wish I was a fly on the wall. Out of time. When you, wait, what happened? Did your speakers go up? No. Oh, mine did. All right. Pause. What? Is it this? <laughs> no, this is supposed to be great. Now it's horrible. Uh. All right, we're pausing. Hold on a second. Okay, we're back. Yes. Oh, that was so weird. Maybe I just went deaf for a second. See? Can't control it. Um, so what are yours? What are your challenges? Um, uh, probably one of the ones I struggle or ch- is challenging for me is like uh, in the context of like uh, romantic relationships and like love. Mm. That's really hard for me to like. Shit. That's a, that's a challenging one. That's um, hard because you only get 50% of control. 
Yep. You know? Yeah. It's like you have to just deal with the fact that the other person also has control in your happiness for like just that, like not 100% happiness, but just in that moment. Oh, I hate that. Just like in, yeah, and not even in the happiness part, but like in any of the, like your your space and your mm-hmm. life and your <laughs> everything. Um, and one mm-hmm. that's a little bit easier, like uh, casual interactions with other people, like. I don't have road rage or like it, I don't get like if someone's really rude to me in like the store or something like it like you know I don't react very often to that kind of stuff like other you know like yeah like me no just like people what are they called I don't know but petty that, <laughs> rude <it>? bitches <laughs> no just like reactive like that you know yeah. like someone cuts you off or like someone's like just like a rude waitress or something like that. I don't know that shit doesn't really get to me that's easy for me to be like I can't control it I don't oh care. my god see those kind of things drive me through the fucking roof like can I tell you one of my managers bought colorful paper clips <laughs> it has driven and now she clips all of her drops and they're colorful and they're really cute and they're listen there's no reason why I shouldn't like them but I it I had to count her drops today and I pulled off like seven paper clips off of her drops and I was writhing the whole time angry i don't know i know this isn't good i know it's not right but i was like why why you know what else makes me think of silver paper clips um living with Lindsay and leslie like they're very um like uh, putting a uh, like a shelf up like they're very strategic with it like it has Mm. to have symmetry and it has to have like you know and then they like like, what do you think john was like oh i don't like i don't care like, you know, like just little things like yeah. that. I just don't really where you put a pantry, where you, how you right. organize, you know, th- just those things don't really. Yeah. Those are, I'd be like, girl control, whatever. I don't care. You know? I've seen that. It's mostly women too that do that. It is actually, it is because men are always like, I don't care. Do whatever you want. Like mm-hmm. that looks fine, you know, but I have gone to like some of my girlfriend's houses and they're like, okay, well if I put this picture here, it's going to off center the balance of the shelf because maybe if I put it up here and I put this down here and it's always like dang like I never do this you know yeah and for me it's like I move so much that's true I never got into that in my own space yeah so the hell if I have any feedback in your space actually we kind of have that in common well the fact that we both have brothers means that we never had to have that conversation with a girl before Mm -hmm. you know and then also I mean I moved a lot I moved a lot period Mm -hmm. like I think I did, what, what do you say, like 14 times up until graduation, like high school graduation. Mm-hmm. There'll be another eight since then. So yeah, maybe that is why, but, but yeah. I just had a squirrel moment. Oh. Do you remember when you used to What are you about only to be able... so nervous. No, 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 no. No? Okay. Fine. Pens or straws, which one? Yeah. <laughs> up until... I'm trying to think of what our bizarre... I was nine when it started, and I started drinking out of two straws, and then decided I cannot drink out of one ever. Ever. Okay, ever. Like, she would go back to, like, a drive-thru or something, or, like, she would have to yeah. have another or straw. or I'd take the lid off and drink or it out of the cup. She And she could never use blue pens. Ever. She could only use black pens. They both, like, happened, like, around nine years old, and then... It would like gross me out, like the feeling of them. Oh, I'm getting weird th- feelings just mm-hmm. thinking about it. That's a good thing to talk about. Like, what is what are they called? Um, Phobias? No, mm. like Ellen and cotton balls. She's like, God, I don't know. Cotton balls. Ellen DeGeneres? Yeah, really. She has like a really. I think it's Ellen. She has like a really. I think a. Pho- I guess yeah, I it's like a pho- sensory issue. Yeah, like she's like, like I can't. T- like she like gets. Yeah. yeah, and I remember the day that I signed. A partnership with my invest with my investor Steve. Um, he was like, "All right, you ready?" And I'm like, you know, trying to be like, "Yeah, I'm gonna be a big girl." And he hands me a fucking blue pen, and I was like, "All right, am I about to tell this guy that I look up to that I'm right. afraid of that I can't use that this I'm tra- blue? Yeah, that I can't. Oh, it's my thing. It's my thing. I can't use. Blue. What did you do? I just fucking was like, okay, this is the day you dr- you grow up. I know this is the day you grow up. And I I remember seeing you. I don't know when, but you were using one straw and then you were writing a blue pen. I was like, what? And you're like, yeah, dude. I it was that boba place. Yes. Remember? Yeah. And I, I think I went to go get you or like, don't you want to? Like that was how mm-hmm. much, how bad it was is that yeah. I, I was just like 
Two straws, no matter what. My always. parents, everybody. If I got you anything, I always grab two straws. Yep. I always gave you the blue pen. I mean, yep. black pen. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I don't know why I went on that tangent. I just randomly thought yeah, of it. Yeah, thanks a lot. Sorry. Yeah, no, right. I I'm a woman about- now. <laughs> I'm grown. I'm grown. Hashtag growth. <laughs> um, I just, I don't, I, I, I'm trying to think about 90-10 and it's like, I really just want them to like, like you said, have well, a meta moment. Okay, here's another song, Okay. And then, drop you know these what's lyrics. Weird? Okay, and I think that like a lot. Okay, you know how you talked last episode how you didn't realize how much coaching affected you because you just coached, mm-hmm. right? You didn't realize that like you'd grown so much every year, and now you're like the person that you are because you coached. You know, because mm-hmm. you just did it. You just coached. That's how I feel with a lot of music that I used to listen to mm-hmm. and a lot of books I used to read. Because obviously, I know when I read the Four Agreements, it was going to change my life. You know, I didn't know that listening to fucking this bike is a pipe bomb. <laughs> That I was going to change my life. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. So there's this other band called Dr. Dog, which is a really good band. They're not... This bike is a pipe bomb is good, but their name is very, like, uncredible. But Dr. Dog is a really good band. It's one of my favorite bands. And it was during a time in my life where I was getting really, like, intrinsically, like, I was reflective and thinking about my life and what I'm going to do. And I was writing a lot and, like, listening to a lot of music. And one of the songs um, goes... Wake up, wake up, wake up. You are only part of a dream. All the things in your heart, like the things in your head, are only what they seem. Mm-hmm. And he would scream it. Like, and then at the end, it's the whole, the music stops and Can it's the it? whole band. Want me to, you want yes. me to do it? Okay. Please. He goes, I'm not going to scream it because I'm going to blow yeah. someone's ears out, but I will sing it. Okay. Wake up, wake up, wake up. You are only part of a dream. All the things in your heart, like the things in your head, are only what they seem. Is he singing it or screaming it? Because that was really nice. Well, that's the way he's singing it. Okay. okay? But then the music stops, and then the whole band is like, wake up, wake up. <laughs> and I just like, I would get into it and yeah. know, like, it's coming, it's coming. And I would just scream it. And like, this became like this meditative mantra right. that I would sing like every day for like a year, you know? And I think that like, that's a 90 10, you know? Mm-hmm. You, the, you are only part of a dream. Like anything that you see, anything that you touch, mm-hmm. anything that you think, it's only because you have the capability of doing so. So everything is a choice, you know? Like it's a choice if I were to walk down the street and only focus on the sidewalk, then mm-hmm. the sidewalk is the only thing that exists, you know? I'd have a shitty walk. But if I chose to walk down the sidewalk and look at every leaf, every hummingbird, every butterfly, I would see differently because I... I'm just choosing the perspective, you mm-hmm. know? So 90-10 for me, that's why it, like, is so strong. Like, I mean, they all are. But, like, this one holds, like, a really strong, like, part of my heart because I'm, like, literally, like, your entire life is your choice. Like, even if, like, your whole family fucking died, yeah. you know? Like, even at that, like, worst case scenario, you still have a choice of perceiving it mm-hmm. and how and how you perceive it. You know, you could be like, my whole family died and I still made it out and I'm successful in it. Now, right. I'm, you know, and they died in a fire, so I became a firefighter. Now I'm spending my whole life, I have a purpose, you know? Mm-hmm. Or my whole family died, now I have hate in my heart and I have miserable old man that live on the street. How did that guy become homeless? Oh, I heard his whole family died in a fire mm-hmm. when he was little and he never came out of it. You know, it's like, it's all a choice. And I don't think that people give their brain and their mindset enough credit for how powerful it is. They just think that the way that they are is the way that they are. And it's a hundred percent not true. They created that themselves and the people around them when they were younger, you know, helped them create that. That's what the four agreements is all about Mm -hmm. is, you know, it's the four agreements is, your whole life you've made agreements with yourself. Like I will wear clothes. Mm-hmm. You've agreed one day you ran around naked till you were like six. And then finally your mom's like, yo, you can't fucking do that anymore. And then you made an agreement that now I'm going to wear clothes, you mm-hmm. know? And every single year after that, you made hundreds and thousands and millions of tiny, tiny agreements. And the four agreements is like, at least make these four agreements mm-hmm. with yourself. At least decide that you're going to do this, you know? And it's so, I've watched so many people, limit themselves to what they want to do because they got trapped by their own thoughts that they created. Well, that's why, like, for me, 90-10, like, if you focus on the 90, like, that to me brings me my power and my peace, you know? It's like, not only am I capable of, like, only choosing my reaction and how I'm going to bounce back and, like, adjust, but then, like, I don't know, one thing I am highly protective over is my inner peace. It is very rare that I let 
people fuck with that. <laughs> like, you know, that's I'm just like, you're so good at that. Like that, it means a lot to me. Like that's something I hold very close to me. And I'm like very aware of like boundaries when people step into that fucking with my inner peace type shit. And I just, mom does not have that. But if I fully focus on like what happened to me or, you know, rejection, failure, pain, all those things, like I fuck up, I fuck with my inner peace. Yeah. It's like, nah, bro. You are really good at that. Like, we'll be in a situation, because I'm a people pleaser, you know, and that's also why I probably, like, let people in more than I should. You know, boundaries aren't, like, that strong with me. But, like, we'll be in a situation, and there'll be somebody that, like, I'm just trying to, like, not make it awkward, you know? Yeah. And you'll just be fucking silent, because you don't care about that person at all. Like, they're just, like, they might be just, like, too much, or maybe they're drunk, or, like, whatever, and you're, like, mm-hmm. All right, I'm going to go. And you just walk out. I'm like, how do you do that? Like, how do I get out? I know I'm stuck. I'm stuck. I don't know. I don't know. I just like, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I think if I didn't honor my inner peace or respect that, I would be a whole different person. You'd be. And I would have not (laughs) been able to survive through a lot of shit. Yeah. I mean, think about it. Like, I don't think I would be able to maintain the, maintain like a healthy mindset to be a coach, to be a leader, mentor, supervisor, social worker, like yep. so much shit. Yeah. So it's like, I, I take pride in my roles and like my inner peace, man, like that's something that's like, I will swing. And have <laughs> you, you always been like it. that? Like, how did that start? I don't think I've always been like, <laughs> coaching. Okay. <laughs> Probably. Uh, I mean, yeah. Cause you have to maintain dude, like. Coaching taught me. Let, let me just have yeah. a moment about mm-hmm. coaching real quick. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Made me think about how to, it taught me how to listen. It taught me how to have stern, like be stern with my approach and convey tough love, but explain my intention. Mm. That was, that was the variable of the equation that I missed in the beginning stage of, of coaching is that they were scared. They, they, obeyed me out of fear and not out of love mm. so like they were scared they didn't want to approach me because I, th- I thought I would get mad that you know when we lost they would be like oh my gosh she's so hard on us you know they didn't understand like they didn't understand the pushing and the challenging so once you explain your intention to like my players then they understood everything and then it like was just like life-changing so listening explaining my intention uh being able to take feedback Mm-hmm. You have to really, that was something, because I equated, like, any kind of feedback was, like, I'm doing something shitty. You like, know what I mean? Like, criticism. You take it personally. Always hard, yeah. So then now it's, like, open form. And even with, like, my clients, I'm like, hey, is there anything I can change, do better, do less of? Like, now I'm, like, obsessed with feedback. Um, Like, what else? Uh, Not be a hypocrite. Like, I can't be telling these bitches to mm-hmm. do, take care of their bodies and mind that I'm a hot-ass mess. You're all smoking a cigarette. Right? All right, 12 like, laps, ladies. Yeah, no, it taught me so, so, so much. Ethic, I think I wrote down coaching. Ethics, awareness, learning, empowerment, listening, transparency, like fucking everything. Yeah. It made me better. But, no, I don't know when I really valued my inner peace. But that's something I'm like, like every night I check in with it. <laughs> like, like, do like, you? Yes, I do a check in every night and every morning. God damn it, Angelica! Why are you so fucking disciplined? Why are we friends? I gotta go, Angela. You're not going anywhere. You do things every single day too. Angela. Like everyone has those habits. Angela left the podcast room. She's, she's actually this isn't Angela anymore. She's on the mic. This is this is the hungry ghost. <gasps> yes, <laughs> she's back. <laughs> Angelica loves the hungry ghost. Mm-mm. The hungry ghost is a caricature I've created. It is off of the book that I had to read, based off a book that Angelica had to read for her last paper yeah. called the hung the elements. No, in the elements, the realms, in the realms, realms the, the, of the hungry ghost, or something of the hungry gross. ghost. Which I don't know what it was about, but addiction. I just made it. <laughs> Wait, it's, was addiction. It? it's a really good book, like really good book. Well, I made it into a spinoff, like. Loch Ness Monster, mm-hmm. Discovery Channel, TV show. Mm-hmm. Welcome to the realm of the hungry ghost. Mm-hmm. Today we are looking for the hungry ghost, the depths in the forest. Mm-hmm. We will find him, mm-hmm. even though people have been looking for him for 50 years. People have spent their entire lives Angela. in the forest. Wait, you don't want this? Oh, okay, so sorry. I thought this is what you wanted. Uh, no, I don't remember what you're talking about. I can't, you're hard to read, you know? Some days I think you want a hungry ghost. Some days I think, I don't know. Especially because it's getting so dark. I know, I'm like, room. it's really dark in here. Um, okay. I like is this. 
Let's set. Dude, okay, let me think. Let me think. No, no. Let, let's, no, we don't need to think. Let's just naturally flow with it. Let me no, see because I, I just my... want to make sure that I'm like covering everything for 9010 because like I okay. said, like it was like the, the stick to the facts one where I was like, I want to make sure we're conveying. Because for me, I think about the fact that people are, people are listening to this um, for knowledge, you know, but also for like, there's going to be times where somebody's listening to this because they are down and they need some sort of encouragement. So you know? the 10 is life, right? So like, yeah. If you are living, you will deal with right. pain, disappointment, yes, rejection, rejection failure, yeah. heartbreak, death, yeah, um, uncertainty, unexpected change, unexpected yeah. loss, grief. I mean, the list goes on and on. Any and those are just constants. Every and any about yeah, that. negative emotion or negative event is going to be a consistent factor in life. That is always going to be the ten, and you have the 90% that's your accountability and your responsibility yes choose how you want to react thank you the accountability that's I mean that's and just if you take the choice to just focus on the 90 which you can can fully control yep you will get back your power and your peace and that is so worth it like respect yourself enough to value those two things yeah power is not control (laughs) what does that mean can you unpack that (laughs) it's just control I no, because you're going to say, Angelica, are you talking about Oh me? my God. <laughs> it's like every time I mention something, I'm like, no, I bitch, know, I'm not talking about you. I'm just. I really need to stop doing that. You do because you have to understand, like, I Number have to learn. Number one rule of four agreements is don't take things personally. Well, yeah, and understand my intention. I'm not talking about you. If I was talking about you, I'd say Angela. Also, listen, 90% of the time, if we're going to go based on this, I'm joking. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But 10% of the time, I'm, I'm actually not joking. No, so. but like. I, Learning, like, okay, anxiety. Anxiety is the first thing I think about when I think about control and power, right? Yeah. Oh, my God, If you yes, can I'm control so it, right, it, it obviously takes down your anxiety level. Yeah. Because you have control over it. When you have control, you feel like you're in power. So if you're mm-hmm. in power, mm-hmm. obviously you don't have anxiety. So those three things are like besties and they just perpetuate. But the reason why you have anxiety is because you live in this weird fantasy world where you think you can control everything. <laughs> yeah. So that's the like vicious cycle, right? Yeah. And a lot of times you find people that kind of live in that vicious cycle when there's big change, their reaction to it is is negative or it's erratic or like it's Mm -hmm. hard for them to emotionally regulate or, you know, they're very frantic and whatever. So I was just talking to Lindsay about this. This is one of my notes that I was going to talk about. And she, um, she's starting two new jobs. You know, mm-hmm. and, and Lynn is someone that's like, she's very aware of like, sometimes she, she will have anxiety because there's like change or she doesn't have control over it or whatever. Right. So she's doing these two new jobs. She just got her doctorate in physical therapy. So she's like in the world of like living Dude, her career. Crazy. Go Lindsay. Fuck it up. That's my Fuck sister friend. it up. So I, she was just in my room the other night and she's like, yeah, girl, I'm just going through a lot of FFTs, which I'm like, yes, mm-hmm. I love that I live in a household that knows Brene Brown. Mm-hmm. Anyways, and I was like, it's Can good. you explain that for people who don't know her? It's uh, fucking first times. So Brene Brown talks about vulnerability and how in life we go through a lot of things, like fucking first times. And hers was like, um how to ride this bike like she got this fancy bougie bike and she wasn't good at it and she had to remind herself that it was a fucking first time Mm -hmm. right it's like a pandemic everyone is going through pandemic for their fucking first time and there's like there's like there's negative steps. emotions that right. you feel that once you start feeling all those, yeah. you know that you can detect that it's just an FFT. That's yeah. it. Right. And then you identify those emotions, you be yeah. gentle with yourself. And then within time you're like, Oh shit, I can deal with this. I can deal mm-hmm. with that. So she's like, yeah, it's a, you know, I'm going through a lot of FFTs. And then, and then I said, that's so good. Like you're living versus just being alive. Like that's mm-hmm. awesome. You're brave oh, yeah. enough to take on this, like fuck it up. You know, like this is awesome. And then me and my brain the next morning, she's like making coffee. And I was like, Talking to her and I was like, remind me when you get home from work to talk about induce to reduce. Yes. Oh my God. This is what you wrote down. Yeah. And she's like, okay. Induce labor to reduce cramps. Correct. Yeah. There it is. Induce yeah. chocolate intake to reduce <laughs> chocolate cravings. Um, <laughs> and no, but she gets home from work and she's like, sister friend, did you have a question about induce, reduce? And I was like, no, no, no. I was thinking about it. And I was thinking how it's so healthy to go through things for the first time mm-hmm. and at, in those moments fuck yeah, it's going to induce anxiety, you know, like fear. Oh my God, am I going to do this? How am I going to do this? I've never done this before, whatever. But the skills that you acquire taking on things for the first time in the long run, 
sustain like your reaction to change in a much more positive way. So it actually reduces your anxiety. Yes. So yep. like you're always going to feel going into a really hard conversation. It's going to induce your anxiety like, oh my God, what if I hurt this person? What if they, right? And then yep. you have that hard conversation and then there's another hard conversation two years later that you need to have. You might not feel as much anxiety. Yep. You know, so just slowly over time, it just reduces that anxiety. So that connects to letting go of control. Mm-hmm. Letting go. Yep. Because then you get used to like letting go of that power a little bit and then your anxiety reduces a little bit and then you right. don't have to control maybe seven out of the 10 things. Now it's six out of the 10 and then it's slowly, yeah. you know, so. I so just, this reminds me of um, another book around the same time. Don't mm-hmm. know why this keeps happening. Should I turn the light on? No. Okay. All right. You know, I'm glad you said no. Yeah. So there's an author named Viktor Frankl. Uh-huh. He is a psychologist mm-hmm. and he is also a Holocaust survivor. So he was a psychologist while he was in, I don't remember what camp he was in. I I don't want to say Auschwitz because I don't think that's what it was, but he was in a, he was in a camp. Mm-hmm. So his book is called Man's Search for Meaning. Um, it's pretty much about his time in the camp, like during the Holocaust. Mm-hmm. But what's cool about it is he has a perspective of a psychologist. Mm-hmm. So he's able to kind of like systematically, like his book isn't very like emotional, you know? What? I just, like this was a reference in the paper that I just wrote. What was the guy you're talking about? Victor Frankel? Yeah. Oh God. It was an article great. we had to read. Meaning, what? meaningfulness versus happiness. Holy shit. Yeah. That's so crazy that you brought this up. That okay, is so continue. Crazy. I'm sorry. Well, this is one of those books. Like I said, man's search for meaning. Please pick it up and read it. Do yourself a favor. Um, like I said, he doesn't, it's not very like, and then there was death, and the, you know, yeah. I mean, it does that, but then he like breaks it down. Mm-hmm. Um, from a psychologist, from like somebody who's educated in this kind of stuff. Anyway, one of the things he talks about though, and I'm fully paraphrasing, but the way that I took what he was saying is, um, there's a suffering vessel that you have inside of you. And for like, my example is like when you're a kid and you have an ice cream cone and your ice cream cone falls Mm -hmm. and you're bawling and you're bawling just as hard as somebody who like lost their kid. Yeah. You know, like it's the same amount of like emotion Mm -hmm. and it's because the vessel for your suffering is very small so mm-hmm. it fills up fast mm-hmm. so when you're little the ice cream cone falls you're bawling it's because that little vessel of suffering has zero experience in suffering so it overflows super mm-hmm. fast whereas then you see like an old lady right yeah and she's like hi dear i made some lemonade and nothing bothers her you right. know it's like because your suffering vessel is so big you've lost everyone yeah. your parents right probably your spouse yeah. like all your friends have been down you've experienced like if you're like in your 80s you've probably experienced every negative mm-hmm. and positive emotion you could possibly feel mm-hmm. as a, as a human you know so now your suffering vessel is so big right and every time you experience and it goes back to what you're saying every time you hit like a new threshold of pain mm-hmm. that vessel gets that much bigger that much bigger that much bigger and it should be every yeah. time and like even, you're like pretty much like leveling up. Yeah. And so like, you Building know, that tolerance. Of so it. by the time you're like, at least an adult, the things that happen to you, like, okay, your parents don't let you go to a party. Mm-hmm. It might make you lose your mind when right. you're 16. Yeah. Now you're 30 and yeah. you don't get to go to a party because you're sick or something. And you're not going to be like, ah! right. You're like, oh fuck, that sucks. Yeah. Anyway, let me try to figure out how I'm going to pay this next bill. Right. Or like, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> keep a roof over you my head. bigger fish to fry. Right. So it's like the same thing with that where it's like, you want to have more experience with fear. You want to like lean into the fear because you want to essentially like, this is gamer term, but you want to level up, mm-hmm. you know, you want to keep leveling up as a human and like advancing to the next level of, it's just of, healthy, you know, it's yeah. like even neurologically, like you build different, you fire off different synapses, you know, yes. by just different experiences and different reactions. And that's why, like, I always just think like your flexibility of your mind is what's going to literally keep you yeah, in the right it's true. Yeah. It's true. Mindset's ever dying. And I think, you know, I think that in the last episode we talked about love in your heart versus hate in your heart. Mm-hmm. And um, I think that's another thing about 90-10 that I love too, is that like that 90% tells me that I have 90% control as to whether I keep love in my heart or, or hate. Mm-hmm. It's my choice. You know, mm-hmm. something really fucked up can happen to me mm-hmm. and I could totally let that turn into hate. 
If you're a Star Wars fan, that's Darth Vader. Yeah. If you're a Harry Potter fan, that's Lord Voldemort. Yes. You know, like they talk about it. Yeah. You know, no, it's like, I love this. Especially references. because like Lord Voldemort and Darth Vader are like talented ass people. You know, they had everything going for them, but some fucked up shit happened to them in their life, and they chose the dark side. Mm-hmm. That's just what happened. So, like, think about that. You want to be the Harry Potter. <laughs> You know what I mean? You want to be the Yoda. Like, yes. you want to, like, find peace. You know, I'm sure Yoda dealt with a lot of shit, but he chose the light. That's right. And Harry Potter. And you know what else about Harry Potter? Can I? This, I'm, you know, I'm also glad that I don't bring it up as much as I want to. Okay? You should. So, but there is a conversation that Harry Potter has with his godfather one day because Harry Potter's parents died and then, like, you know, a whole bunch of other bad shit has happened to him, whatever. Um, he had to live with, like, his uncle and aunt and they like just tortured him he lived under the, uh, the cupboard under the stairs like never had like a real childhood as a you know whatever so he grew up with a lot of hate and there was a conversation that he was having with his godfather about how he's really scared that the hate is going to turn him evil and like this is a like that's a real thing you know like I'm really glad that J.K. Rowling like added that into her book for children to read because he had this conversation with his godfather about you know how you need to choose the light and you need to choose what's good and like you have a choice as to whether or not you turn bad or you turn good and I just think that's so important for little kids to realize that that is your choice you know if you want to hold hate in your heart you absolutely can but if you but you know it might be the harder choice but you can choose love and gratitude you can whether or not you think you have that choice you absolutely have that choice I promise you I promise this, I promise you, okay. over and over, over and over. Oh. What is it? Did he cry? Try? Pry. Okay, I don't have, you're going to be surprised by this next thing that comes out of my mouth. I don't have anything written down for I questions. I thought you were going to say I don't have a vagina. Angela. Okay. Um, Which would have been fine, okay, for the record. <laughs> <laughs> I would have been okay. Sorry to oh, you burst don't your questions. bubble. No, but I just thought of one. Oh, Okay. Uh, let's give people a glimpse into our aspirations and goals. I think we talk a lot about our past oh, okay. and we, a lot about our current, but okay. future. So what are, can I tell you one thing though, before we start? Yeah. Okay. I have realized because I also realized that this is probably not everybody, but I have either a joke, a song or a quote that I can say after everything that comes out of my mouth and everything that comes out of your mouth mm-hmm. and everything that comes out of every single person's mouth and it takes everything in me. Do you remember Bumblebee from Terminator? No. Ter- um, Transformers? Transformers? Yeah. Remember how you can only talk in music? Mm-hmm. That's me yeah. all day. And every time, I just have to like point out to the fact that like anytime somebody's talking, I have to hold back mm-hmm. every quote, every song, every joke for every sentence that they say. I'm just letting you know how hard it is for me to be me. Okay. That's equivalent to me is quotes. I definitely think of quotes. And then I have like a overload of ideas <laughs> that are in my brain all the fucking time. That's why you're so quiet. You're just thinking all the time. I always have ideas. I don't, just don't even ask. And then I also notice that I sing things. What? Like when, when oh, I'm always yeah. like, yeah. Rock if you say something, I, yeah, I always associate with the beat. So, but, um. Okay, dreams and aspirations. So what are two things that you want to achieve in the near future? Like what's what's your next what's 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 next on Angela's Dang, to-do list? That's crazy that you just asked me that because right. I've been having this conversation a lot with um a lot of people actually with mm-hmm. like my mentors um with Corey with friends mm-hmm. um because I feel like you know this could change. I don't know. This is I don't know, whatever month it is, 2020. But as of right now, I've built my company to kind of be self-sustaining. There's very little time that I have to actually spend on the Mm day-to-day. I spend a lot of time on like bigger projects, you know, when they come up. Like if if I want to like launch a new blah, 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 or whatever it is, I'll do that. Mm -hmm. But in terms of the day-to-day, it runs. So I've been really trying to like think about the fact that like I'm 33 your baby's grown up. My baby's grown up. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't have to spend as much time. Is there anything else I wanted to do in my life? Right. You know? What and so, so I've been thinking about, I've been talking to um, our friend Tara, who mm-hmm. is a real estate agent. And um, we've been actually talking about me getting my real estate agent, real estate license, her getting her broker's license, and us going, uh, teaming up 
and starting to buy property together. Um, and we already have, and, and here, look, I'll say this to anybody who's trying to, you know, do something like this. I don't have the money myself to do it, but I have never, for some reason, had a problem asking for money. And I think it's because I believe in myself and I fully a hundred percent know at least, well, not a hundred percent, but I am fully confident in myself that I will pay every penny back. Like I'm like, look, right. I'm going to calculate every risk. And you've had that experience before. And I've had that experience before. I've yes. done it already. I've done it twice, actually. You know, right. like I, this is how much money I need. This is how long I think it's going to take me to pay you back. Mm-hmm. And this is how many juices I have to spe- pay, right. uh, have to sell every single day for this many months to pay you back. You mm-hmm. know, I calculate every single risk and make it. If the numbers don't make sense, I won't do it. So that's one. I'm not sitting here telling you guys that I'm like, Oh, I just have all this money from salute that I'm going to invest it. Like, no, I'm, I'm talking to mentors. I'm talking to people that, you know, that can get me that get the ball rolling on this. Um, so yeah, that's one. Another one though, is that I've always thought that I was going to end up getting my PhD or go to I law was school. Just going to say that. Yeah. I was going to say, does it have to deal with like you getting your PhD, like professor? Yeah. Cause at the end of the day, like I, kind of know in my heart that like when I get into my fifties or sixties, I want to be on a college campus. Oh my gosh. I want to be teaching. I have, that has been something consistently that I have thought about with you. Like I still, like, you know, it sounds like remember back in the day when I wanted to be a DJ, you know what I mean? It's like, that was my younger self, but like, that's something I still look at you and like, dude, you'd be the best professor ever. Like, yeah, yeah. I would love it. I mean, it's what I've always wanted to do. Mm -hmm. Like before I started salute, I got accepted in teach for America. I was going to go teach in LA and go to school at an LMU and, and then salute took off and I just, those, Those are just, good ones. I rerouted my whole life, you know, after everything that happened with my dad and my uncle and like, okay, you want to talk about 90-10? You want to talk about 90-10? Fucking 10% is my uncle dying in a coma and then my dad having a quadruple bypass surgery two weeks after he dies. Okay, salute. That's 10%. <laughs> the fucking 90, the whole grieving, the whole pro-action that I had was creating an entire brand based around preventing that from happening to other families. Mm-hmm. I have spent the last seven years of my life educating every walk of life on why they need to choose their health first and how, why they need to do it earlier than later. And they can't be fucking sleeping on that. So now I feel like I'm running a store with 30 to 35 employees that all have the same idea so they can run it for me. And now I'm like, okay, well, what do I want to do? I always wanted to teach. So now I'm like trying to get back into that. So those are my two next goals is uh, applying for my master's and um, yes. investing in real estate. And which, you will do both. Yeah. And then I'm also planning on like hopefully getting pregnant in the next couple of years. <laughs> you know, whatever. I'll do it all. It's fine. I'll figure it out. I'm trying to, See, I'm trying I just not said to it. snap far, so I'm trying to snap close. <laughs> I just said it. I'll figure it out. There you go. It'll happen. What That's are yours? Fun. Ooh, what are yours now that you just graduated? Um... Two, 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 two. What is that? <laughs> what the thinking. hell? Um, two, 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 two. Oh, one is developing a curriculum for student athletes. Um, like what kind of curriculum? Like based on Well, what? I'm trying to get a position right now working with teams or like just athletic departments to work with young female athletes to like be their behavioral specialists or work on their mental, social, emotional health. Because like, you know, athletes are more than just their physical capability. So it's like my two passions, mm-hmm. my two worlds combined. So it's like social Dream. work and sports. Um, but uh, if I get a position like that, there's nothing out there already that exists. So there's no curriculum that exists. Oh. Like when I did teen mental health trainings, you know, I had to develop a curriculum. So if I get the job or if I get a position like that, I want to successfully build my own curriculum on yes. what the students would oh be, student athletes would be learning. The and then, Seavers method. And then eventually I want that to be adapted into just students, not just student athletes. Oh my God, you're going to change the world. That's what you're saying. No. And then like long-term dream is to either be on a team that's pushing for this shit or me push for it, whatever, Mm -hmm. but develop a curriculum that's implemented in every single high school in the fucking world for emotional intelligence, mental health awareness. Oh my God. That would be so great. It's like, you have to take it. Like if it's a math class, you have to fucking take this class. So that's my thing. Even a middle school curriculum, that's when it should be implemented because that's when a lot of onset of stuff happens. Anyways. Angelica, that's one would change the course of history like if every kid 
was given the opportunity to explore their emotions and to explore why they feel the way they do at such an early age and it's required. Oh my God. If it was mandatory for just these kids to get educated on emotional intelligence, like the world would just look so much fucking different. Anyways. Um, so that's one. And then the, (laughs) I actually have a lot. The second one is (laughs) I want (laughs) to, I really want to start a moo moo line. Angelica Seavers. (laughs) Listen to me. Listen to me right now. Okay. Listen, and everyone here can be a fucking, like, <laughs> hold us accountable to this, okay? I just got this fucking sewing machine. I know. And I've been like, what am I going to do with it? What am I going to do with it? Dude, listen, we can start, because think about every thrift store you went to, okay? Yeah. Think about all the gross-ass fucking, like, mm-hmm. ugly-ass sheets, mm-hmm. bed sheets that mm-hmm. are just hanging that no one's going to fucking buy. Yeah. No one's going to buy them. And they're like a dollar like, at our I secret shop. I have so many ideas for these moo-moos. I you don't even already, understand. like, oh my God, I just turned this up. Oh, that's, That's what, what I was. did. I yeah. turned it down. Like, yes. why are we so loud? Um, when we were at your, like, thing. Yeah. And um, who was wearing a muumuu? Um, Bobby. Bobby. Yeah, Bobby was wearing a muumuu. <laughs> he was wearing my muumuu. I Bobby. was like, I, I got caught up because I was like, is it called a muumuu? It is. Yeah. It sounded weird coming out of my mouth. When he was wearing it, I was like, That's so easy to make. Mm-hmm. That's so easy to make. Yeah. I want to fucking start your muumuu line. Man, I have so many. I have, like, muumuu moods, you know, Mumu. like the. Like, are you going, you know, grocery shopping, moo moo, yeah. nighttime, moo moo, summertime, moo moo. Do you hear that? What was that? I don't know. Anyways, okay, so that's one. But the, the kitchen moo moo. Kitchen, right? yeah. With the pockets. Yeah, yeah. Kitchen moo moo. <laughs> housework around the house, moo moo. Ratchet moo moo. Ratchet moo moo. <laughs> There's just so many, and it's moo moo's by gel. It's coming, that's going to be a dream. I love and then. It. You don't um, want to call it Muji moo? <laughs> Muji moo. That's one. Another one. There's a lot. Have my own facility. That'd be on the list. Yep. Love that list. Do a TED talk one day. (gasps) I just choked my own spit. (laughs) I was like a very like basic movie. Yeah. I want to do social work somewhere international. You, I want you to have your own TED talk. I feel sick about it. I would, people would lose it if they discovered you. What? Like, what does that even mean? Just because, like, okay, because you're quiet and reserved, and you don't care if people know you or know who you are or whatever. So there's, like, I mean, think about, like, the graduation video that all of your oh, friends man. made. Guys, I got surprised. Okay, it's not easy to surprise me. Mm-hmm. Okay, not easy at all, because I pay attention to detail. I'm yeah. up, observant. I'm, <clears throat> I'm in it. And I got r- genuinely surprised this past Saturday. Like, tears i yep. cried the, that night i cried the next Did morning you? oh my gosh i watched the videos i cried oh, again i mean God. it was an emotional ass time and then two days later like uh, just the other night mark and eric called me and surprised me with a video that they made of everyone saying congratulations and it was sobbing. it was good it was good but there was, was like sobbing. what like 15 people yeah, would you was, say and these people like aren't just like Angelica doesn't have acquaintances. She has like <laughs> friends, like she's my friend family. <laughs> like she like like these people and every single person on that on the video was like, "You changed my life. I wouldn't be who I was without you." And like you choose your friends really wisely. And so like we've all been changed. Like all our lives have been changed for the better because you're in it. But like fucking imagine if like. You were on a fucking teleprompter <laughs> for hundreds and thousands of people for their lives to change. So many shark moments, dude. I, I feel know, like I'm echoing I know, now. I know. Listen, I'm trying not to give you a compliment because I'm trying not to be sappy. Fuck you, okay? No, no, no. But and the thing is, is that I can't agree with you more. I feel like oh I'm echoing. God. No, I do too. Did it all of a sudden just happen? <gasps> okay, hold on. Let me check. Hold on. Hold on, everybody. Okay, we're way back. Okay, I was going to say that, yes, I choose my people, my tribe very yeah. wisely. And they are like, oh my God, especially in that video and everything. I'm like, whoa, like it just put in perspective like how blessed I am. But here's the thing. Any compliment that comes my way, like, or people look at me or respect me or whatever it is, like, I am the sum of y'all. 
No, I no, have, don't don't discredit yourself like that. I'm don't not discrediting myself. Dear. I'm not. I'm not discrediting. But if I wasn't surrounded by that type of like love and loyalty and support and appreciation, then I don't think that I would be believing in those things. Right. That that's what I'm saying. I'm not discrediting. No, I think I am a great person. Just kidding. <laughs> Wow, it made a weird thing. Anyway, um, no, you're right. I mean, it is you, and and that's the thing is you do pick good people. You know, mm-hmm. like the people that you surround yourself with, you surround yourself with because because they are uplifting, because they're positive, because they reciprocate the same feelings that you reciprocate back to them. You know, but I think average. that like the common the common thing that all of your friends have. <laughs> okay, it's like you're the calm one. Actually, maybe you and Lindsay. There's a couple of you, you know, but like for the most, it's like, okay, me, Mark, <laughs> Bobby, E, e Brandon, Eric. like, yeah, Eric. It's like, we're all like colorful, like loud, kind of all over, not all over the place, but just like a little bit more, you know? Yeah. And you're kind of like the grounding, like anchor for all of us though, you know? Yeah, but think but about we always, if I was, But I know that, like, for me, like, I motivate you and, like... That's what I'm saying. It's, like, it's a good balance. And yeah, So that's totally. why it's, like, you know, like, yeah, I just... I do. I really... Who I keep in my life and maintain those relationships, like, they have to serve me in some kind of way. Like, I'm yeah. not going to ever front on that. <laughs> Dang, we hit, like, all mantras. <laughs> yeah, we did. But, like, that's what makes you a person, though, are those mantras. Like, true, true, true. like in order to just be able to survive life, you need to stick to the facts. You need to surround yourself with good people. You need to um, like alter your perspective and make sure that your 90% perspective you're in control of. Like adapt, adjust, and overcome. Like these are all things that you need to do just to be able to survive life. Because I think earlier when you said like, you know, just in life, you're guaranteed to feel like all those emotions, like the negative ones. That's absolutely true. And I think that a lot of people try to fight that, mm-hmm. but there's no fighting it. That's yeah. something you can't control. You have the right to feel however you like. But yeah, it's your accountability of how you react to those things. Yep. Um, but this is our second to last episode. Yeah. Oh my gosh, we have one more episode and that's going to end season one of Push Past Comfort. Yes. Wow, we did a whole season. We did a whole season. That's exciting. It's on freaking iTunes. Yeah, we're going to we figure out Spotify. A, yeah, we're going to figure out Spotify for season two. We yep. just started Instagram that we'll get on and oh, yeah. update. It's yep. just Push Past Comfort <laughs> podcast. It is. Oh, is it the yeah. whole thing? Damn, yeah. that's long as fuck. And okay. then um, we have the, yeah, we have the email and everything. So Yeah, we do. Oh, yeah. Don't forget to email us, pushpastcomfort at gmail.com. True. If there's anything, especially because this season we've like based it around mantras. We've been trying to figure out how we're going to base next season because mm-hmm. we probably have a lot more mantras that we could talk about, but these are like the mother loads the foundational ones. So we kind of want to switch it up a little bit next season. It'd be really nice to have a couple of scenarios that you guys want to throw at us to see how we, how we would handle them. We definitely want to get some guests. There's a lot of people that I would love to interview. I love, I've, I've, this podcast has made me realize how much I love interviewing. Mm. Like I could sit here and just ask you questions the whole podcast. Go on. I forget to like, respond myself because I'm yeah. like, ooh, I love asking her questions. It's funny because I love answering questions. <laughs> and so works. I always have to remember to ask you them. <laughs> that's why it works. I'm like, I just want to hear myself talk all day. Um, but yeah. Okay, right. I'm going to think of a word and you're going to tell me what comes to mind. I'm oh doing this on the fly. God. Ready? Yeah. Bag. Lady. California. Coast. Hair. Nappy. Pod. I mean, cast. I know. Red. Robin. Juice. Me. Vulnerability. This podcast. Growth. This podcast. Fear. Uh, Cockroaches. Oil. Uh, Electric. Love. Hate. Yeah. Okay, now I'm going to try to remember every single one. No, (laughs) don't. Just think of ones on the fly. No, no, no. Because I was like, shit, I'm not going to remember them. Damn. Okay, light. Bulb. Uh, adventure. Mm, peace. Oh, interesting. Um, how did you do this so fast? Bone. Marrow. Ooh. Mm, yum. Uh, <laughs> yum. Uh, family. Love. Uh, um, food. 
now. <laughs> uh, 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 anger. Pain. Oh, my God, I'm sad now. Art. Oh, my God, peace came to mind again. Damn it. Wow. Mm-hmm. Who's that artist? I just did art therapy yesterday. What I do you was mean? having a heavy heart, heavy mind kind of day, and the, my go-to oh. was, let me paint some shit. Uh, did you? Yeah, I just like... What kind of paint did you use? Because I got my room set up. I just found it. You know, you have that random ass junky box of shit, yep. you know? And it had just like markers and paints and random stuff. So I just did stuff. Um, that artist, let me get her name. But she is amazeballs. Yeah, let's do a shout out to her. So her. Am I stepping on my own phone? I am. Oh my God, I thought it was a bone. So freaking Christina tired. Martinez. She's love, amazing. She's one of my faves. I love that. Yeah. It was so cute. Can you remind me for next episode to talk about something for all the single ladies out there? To talk about what? I have something to say to all the single ladies out there. Oh my God. Okay. Okay. Anyways, that's it. Yes. Um. Yeah, that's it. Please go like our, what is it? Review, right? On iTunes? Yeah. Or give us some yeah. stars. Subscribe. Give us some reviews. Subscribe. Please. Follow us on Instagram. Yeah. Email us. Love us. Question us. Hate us. Whatever you yep. want to do. Yep. 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 One All right. more episode to go, girl. Yeah. Yeah. Until next season. Choo-choo. All right, you guys. This has been another episode of Push Past Comfort. We will see you next time. Okay. <laughs> Bye.